This is the 1230 TBC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. Hi and welcome. Hello, 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 hello. And how have you been? All these bank holidays, but now we've finished. I don't know when the next ones are. I'm here in Love to Beat Radio station, just here in Penge on the high street. And I've got some super, super guests for you today. I have Zenat Nurani in the studio with me. And my menopause gang, bless her, is there looking at me on my phone. Um, so I've got Ailsa Petch and Fiona Catchpole joining her around about half past two. So we'll be going for gold on all those. So what have you been up to? I went to my granddaughter's first new, uh, first home, first, her first property, her first house yesterday, which was lovely to see how she was getting on. Um, now I have a little bit of information for you about 12.30. Lunchtime networking, our regular listeners will know that we have in-person meetings as well as online. The I like to call the online one our TV because we obviously have radio today and TV is on the second Wednesday of every month at 12.30. But otherwise we've got meetings for Bromley. Now Bromley's going to have a new venue so watch this space to see where we're going to be with that. And then also East Dulwich, Orpington, Nixley and Sigcup and Thanet and also just to flag up for you 14th of October, oh sorry not October be a bit cold then 14th of August is our seaside day and Kat who is our Thanet host is uh, has invited us to her venue which is in Birchington Thanet uh, it's an art deco 1940s house our room is themed and you can actually have a shower with David Bowie. So those of you that don't like David Bowie, tough, because you'd have to hire another room. <laughs> but otherwise, um, it's a reminder actually to me to say to you, don't forget that on the 1st of July, locally here in Mechanham, on the green is the Ziggy Stardust Family Fun Day. Um, it, and it really is Family Fun Day. There's a mini fair there for children. And then you've also got all the acts with the Stardust theme, lots of games for the children to do, lots of art and creativity for them to do as well. So don't miss out on that. It's a free event on Beckenham Green, which if you're not familiar with it, is near Beckenham Junction Station. So nice and easy. Lots of lovely shops in the Beckenham High Street, if you're not familiar with that. Um, so do keep up to date with what we're doing. You just need to have a look at our website, which is all the W's. 1230.co.uk and you'll find all the events happening on the calendar so if you have a look on there these shows every week are on monday 2 till 4 so it's 12:30 twc business beat radio show and they are recorded and held for posterity in our podcast so again when you look at the website you'll see what's going on there with all the podcasts so you look at those in the history of it but also if you suddenly find that there's something you want to remind yourself about because you're listening today or maybe you've missed one of them and you want to catch up so do have a look on there
12.30 TWC, Business Beat Radio, Mondays 2 till 4pm UM time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes, for and from business women on all the socials, www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Previous to that, I was a pub landlady in Kent in a village called Knockholt. And that's where I learnt my trade because my punters in the pub used to take the mickey out of me quite a lot. Um, I travel all over the country and now, now I can say all over the world doing my stand-up comedy. I've just returned from the Adelaide Fringe Festival where I did my one-woman show which I performed initially in the Edinburgh Fringe and was invited to Adelaide to do it. It's a one-hour show called... Ditto, 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 I'm going to say. Um, I'm just thinking now, just purely on the technical side, if anybody's listening and help us with this, um, it's fine at the moment because I'm holding you up to the mic, but I'm just thinking when the other girls come in, they've obviously got uh, Ailsa and Fiona will be coming in and hopefully they can come in on Zoom. So we're going to see what happens there. Okay. This is um, where you need a 15-year-old to be your technician. I know. I know. I used to have one, actually, in here. But she used to come and play around with the buttons. I used to have, well, my son was in on one occasion, and uh, we discovered there was a loose wire, and he was, um, somebody was looking me through on the phone. They were saying, on the floor, Jackie, and I'm live on air, you see, like now. On, on the floor, Jackie's this wire. I'm thinking, <laughs> fortunately, I had somebody in here, and they scrabbled around for me. So, um, so let me, uh, Pam, let me introduce you to Zenat. Zenat, would you like to introduce yourself? You'll need to do it again later on, but go for it. Hello, Pam. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you, darling. Well, um, I don't know if you know me or you might have seen me out and about on social media. I'm quite out there, actually. People have seen me, not actually met me. So I'm a mindset and well-being coach. That's what I work in. So play people's minds, should I say. <laughs> she, she also has a radio station, but we won't talk about that at the moment. <laughs> give everything away in, the last, in this next 10 minutes. Got lots of things to talk about. I wear lots of different hats. But uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting uh, to talk to you about the comedy side. I mean, gosh, if I'd known that you were playing tonight in London, the Coach House, because I know the Coach House. Wonderful. It's a great place to be called the Comedy Pub. But yeah. There's any confusions with the Comedy Stores, so we're <laughs> going to change the name. Well, that's 8pm tonight. Is that right? 8, 8 till 10 o'clock, yes. I think I'm headlining, so I'll be on later in the evening. Right, let me uh, see if I can rearrange my uh, schedule. On my Pam Ford Facebook page, I put all of my listings where I am all of the time. Uh, every week I update it. Fantastic. Well, I'll have a little uh, look. Of it. Sorry, I'll have a little look and browse through it, and if I can rearrange my schedule tonight, I may come down. Well, I've got one night only where I'm performing at the Museum of Comedy, which is in Holborn, doing mm-hmm. my actual Adelaide show called Don't You Dare Put Me in a Care Home <laughs> on the 29th. I love that and name. And it's for one hour from 7pm to 8pm, and that's at the Museum of Comedy, which is at Holborn. Brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent. Brilliant, yeah. Do you know what? I think that would probably, I mean, I obviously haven't, but it might go down really well in actual care homes. Give some laughters to the... Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. 
It's for people who are thinking about putting their parent or loved one in a home. Oh, it's the other... Uh, right, we'll flip it around. <laughs> My my daughter told me some years ago that um, any sign of a dribble or incontinence, she was going to take me out in the field <laughs> and shoot me. But what a lot is, as that time may come closer, that she might be a bit trigger happy. So. <laughs> no. Somebody uh, approached me the other week with one that was now I can't be sure I can't, I can't be sure whether it was Ballam or Clapham, but I looked it up and it looked quite deluxe. And she said uh, she doesn't you know my my knowledge of a care home um, with my mum, and she said and it isn't just a care home; they have other mm. accommodation there. Now I'm going to let um, that tell us why she chose her particular piece of music because one of my other guests is anxious and ready to be let in this is the 1230 twc business beats radio with jackie groundsell on love to beat radio oh and we're back in the studio now now you know my dear dear listeners that this is a show and as i usually say Anything can happen, and today it might be a bit of that because I've got my super menopause gang all zoomed in. But when to go live on air with Pam, it didn't happen, so we're going to try that in again. And we've got Zenat who is in the studio with me now. Um, can I just check with my menopause gang, my hot stuff, thinking that maybe you might only want to go to three o'clock if you've got time to go after, um, and then I can have that. Um, a little bit after that so let me know what you'd like to do now then i am going to plug you in and see what happens hold on hold on to your seat belts dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 indeed can you hear me? hear me i can't hear you uh, right isn't tech a mystery don't need it i know tech's wonderful i'm going so i'm going to have to hold you up to the microphone girls don't do anything rash <laughs> <laughs> so right can you hear me now you all okay Okay, I'm going to hold you up to the microphone so everything you're saying is actually going to be via the microphone. So, um, super. Now, Fiona was first, no, Pam was first online, then Fiona, and Fiona also. So, I'm going to introduce you all in that order, if that's okay. Yes. Yeah, cool. So, um, you had a little bit of a natter earlier, and we can come back to you on that. But if you'd like to um, introduce yourself to whoever is online and to those of our audience, as well as the other Hot Stuff gang, don't know you. So go for it. Hello there, I'm Pam Ford. I'm a middle-aged menopausal stand-up comedian. 
Uh, I know I've got a dodgy accent. Um, I've got an Aussie accent. I was a 10-pound pom that uh, immigrated to Australia when I was nine years old. Nothing like the TV show that's on BBC at the moment because that's set in the sort of 50s. I went uh, in 1970. Don't work out my... Um, <laughs> Older. Oh yes. Now that. Now I'm glad you said that, Pam, because um, I'm all well. Often correcting people that one doesn't get old, one gets older, and I think there's a significant difference. Um, um, yeah. No, I, I I think um, you know the the uh, uh, electricity, gas, and, and heating. Um, options can all be sorted by half a dozen menopausal women in a room. I think that's I think that's that's the answer to that one. Someday you can fry an egg on me, so you can have a fry up off my chest. It's just how hot I get. Now I know I know my menopause ladies are itching to come up with answers in that direction. So Fiona Fiona Catchpole, would you like to introduce yourself? Menopause school. I think it sounds um, a really good idea, actually, there, Jackie. I think you might have solved the energy crisis. Absolutely. And um, I'll bring the bacon and sausages as well, Pam. Have you got enough heat for them? I will generate enough heat for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not interested in fixing Pam's hot flushes if he's going to do all of that for us. So there you well, go. <laughs> okay. Over to you, Elsa. Elsa, would you like to introduce yourself, uh, yourself? And I yeah, know in a moment yourself. you've you've got um, something you want to tell us about skin as well. So um, we're, oh, we're God, yeah. keen to hear about yeah, that in a moment. Yeah, I can't match Pam and, uh, and Fiona, but uh, yes, I'm Elsa. I'm from I'm from Olive Collective. We've just changed our name to Olive Collective from Menopause Collective because we are helping women post puberty to post menopause, dealing with a few additional things than just menopause. So I think every time. We talk about menopause. We just want to talk about things actually that are related to really the menstrual cycle, don't we, Fiona? <laughs> yes. Um, but also, you know, um, there are other things that sort of come up with our hormones that um, you don't relate to menopause initially, but can actually lead into it. So we, we're just expanding where we're at. So on a collective, that's where I'm from. Brilliant. So how how did you come to conclude with the name Olive? Um Oh, well, we, yeah, we, Jerry and I came up with a, a whole load of names. But to be honest, we thought Olive was really nice and appealing. But there's lots of things, benefits from Olive, whether it's an olive branch to help you with some ideas and some guidance, to Olive is very good for you, whether it's for skin, whether it's for olive oil. Um, it's also um, very, very good if you are sort of have an olive tree in your garden. It's supposed to bring, you know, um, 
happiness and uh, life experience and all those sorts of things to you. So we thought Olive was really lovely. And also my grandmother's name is Olive, so I thought well, that's uh, quite nice. That, that's just good. To... <laughs> well, it's, it's, good it's good what you say about having one in the garden because we've got one in the garden. So that's uh, good and reassuring in that direction. Yeah, they, they, they're amazing. They sort of grow in all sorts of environments, but it also brings prosperity and health mm. and uh, that sort of thing to your family. So that's what the Greeks... Ah, okay. Yes. So okay. Um, I need to get a few of them in my garden, I think. Yeah. Olives are also good prebiotics as well, aren't they? So. Brilliant prebiotic for you. Yes, they are really, really good for you. So, yeah, so many good reasons for them. So, yeah, good point. Okay, so to the ignorant, like myself, prebiotic, would you like to expand on that one? <laughs> Go for it, Fiona. <laughs> oh, okay then. Thanks, Elsa. Well, me, and my, me and my big mouth. Okay, well, you have. Um, have you had a probiotics, Jackie? I think so. Well, do it again. Yeah. Do that one again. For maybe there are other people who don't. So okay. Go on. Well, there we need to be supporting our our gut health. Um, oh yeah, I take them. Again, yeah, what am I talking yeah. about? Yeah, I take VSL three for my gut. <laughs> there we go. So you, but you also need to help the probiotic element um, with things called prebiotics, so that they've got um, something to be uh, eating, as it were. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, so if you have a combination of both probiotic and prebiotic, things like um, yogurt, kefir. Uh, yeah. What do we call it? Yak out. Yak out. What's it? What's it called, Elsa? It's my brain fog. the chopped yeah. cabbage? Yes. Um, sauerkraut. That's the word. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I was a bit. What's oh, horrible well, sauerkraut? Oh, it's yummy. Oh, oh no, no, no! It's very, very good for you. Yeah, it <laughs> might be. Yeah. Well, just to tell the whole wide world now, and you guys will know what I'm talking about here. I had C diff. 18 months ago um, and so that sort of introduced me to the probiotic thingy um, and um, somebody said to me oh yeah no you need to try sauerkraut and I did and it was oh no do you not have sauerkraut in hot dogs don't have hot dogs yeah. oh. uh, so hot dogs are not good for your gut are they <laughs> but they're tasty <laughs> I, think, I think it depends how you prepare it I think it's what you put it with you can you can sort of almost include it in your diet in a, in a in a clever way these days but have a look for different uh, different recipes to include it and it would mm. actually be really good for you um, the, oh. as, yeah and they can be look a bit expensive in the supermarket so top tip is look for um, the Littles. worldly food section or something like that in your supermarket because they quite often have a cheaper brand from like the country of origin say like a polish sauerkraut or german sauerkraut for example oh. and they are like half the price of the brand name sauerkraut that would have been available like two two aisles down so like, there's my top tip on, on sauerkraut and well, fermented juice. yeah well my well thank you for that for my top tip is that um those many of you will know sean murphy um, who is knowledgeable about those things, like you are. And she said to me, Jackie, you need to have everything that you can when I had this problem that's unpasteurized. So she recommended this butter. And this butter per pack is how much do you reckon? Oh, uh, £2. £3.90. 
Wow. And I've seen it creep up and creep up and creep up. It is nice, but you know, um, it's a lot of dosh. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody a... knows of any unpasteurized butter that is not three pound ninety a pack, um, please yes. let me know. <laughs> Staying healthy and uh, all of that can be quite expensive. Yeah. But it's about knowing the other sort of avenues and speaking to people in order to know what yeah. tips and tools they have. I think that's really important. I mean, I'm getting lots here. I mean, I'm great. I'm, you know, I'm grateful I'm in today. You know, yes. being premenopausal, I'm getting lots of tips. <laughs> can I can I just interrupt there? Because I, um, I know Fiona and I'm not sure Elsa knows Zenat, who's in the studio with me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't met her. Hello, Zenat. Okay. Zenat, would you Elsa. like to do another little intro just to... So I'm Zenat Narani, and I help people with their mindset and well-being because fundamentally everything is, to, you know, to do with your mind. And she's premenopausal. And I'm premenopausal. And I've actually just oh. stopped taking my HRTs because <laughs> oh. they're not working. <laughs> oh, right, girls, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting very heated here. Well, it's Pam and you, very obviously glowing. Glowing, <laughs> good word. Love it. Do you know, I could have done with Pam, actually. I just got back from Devon. It was awfully windy and the water was absolutely freezing. I needed your heat in there. <laughs> we'll have to sort this out. Absolutely. So, um, now, I don't, I'm conscious of everyone's time and what we're actually doing on that. Pam, would you, I know you've got um, a lovely menopausal sketch you told me about. Yes, I do. I do have a good 10 minutes now on, on the menopause. It's usually on my introduction of going onto the stage uh, because being on stage, uh, within minutes, the stage lights are quite hot. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to go for that? And then obviously with Elsa and Fiona, we'll have some time after our adverts are kicking automatically as well of all of you. Go for that to set us up. So I got on stage and um, I'm obviously very glammed up, very glamorous, uh, and I'm glowing as the minutes go by on stage. And I say to the front row, I must apologise to you guys in the front row because you're sitting right in the splash zone. <laughs> uh, I'm stopping with the menopause and you're gonna, and I'm sweating my things off, and in a minute you're going to think you're in the front row at SeaWorld. <laughs> Samu's just dived in front of you. And that gets a good laugh. Now, I usually say, is anybody, are there any other women here suffering with the menopause? And we get a, a, a ruffle. They're usually embarrassed. But I say, are there any men here suffering with the menopause? And the men shout out louder than the women. And then the women elbow the men in the chest. As if to say, shut up. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. So um, I do a whole thing on menopause. Obviously, when I go to a gig, I, I judge the age group on which material I'm going to do. Luckily, I've been doing this so long, I've got a wealth of material. But if they're under 30, I may warn them that your mother or your auntie will be going through this and you better be nice to them. Because I found a, a good lawyer that um, I can get off with murder with my brain fog and my, my menopause uh, flushes and things. Um <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, the, the, the crowd last night really, really loved the menopause stuff. They were all relating to it. All right. So you're not going to run that bias now? No, I just did the beginning part there. That's all I'm going to give away. Oh, okay. You did the bit you were laughing at. Uh, <laughs> you got a bit of a taster. Your captive audience. Oh, I'm going to train her to be a comedy audience for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she could be a straight man. 
Ah, oh gosh. And Pam, you've just come back from Australia. I know you were you were doing. Um, uh, I did the Adelaide Fringe, and I've never done a gig in Australia because I've been living over here for 30 years now, and I used to be a pub landlady initially. But when the show went so well at the um, Edinburgh Fringe last year, uh, a lot of people suggested I should take it to Australia. And I'd, I was very nervous because I've never done a gig in Australia, and I have two or three references in the one-hour show that I had to check would work in Australia. I refer to uh, Shaken Stevens... Uh, bring me sunshine by Morgan and Wise, and a couple of other things, but uh, it went down very well. Um, I did four weeks at the Adelaide Fringe, and I had mostly sold-out shows. Um, and then I got to go for uh, ten days up to see my mum and elderly mum and dad up on the Gold Coast. So it was all good, all good. And mum and dad are okay. Yes, as well as can be expected. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, well, well done on that. Sea World, and he took me to um, Sea World so I could swim with the dolphins. Oh. Um, and I do it every year. And he said, Mum, you did it four years ago. And I said, I will do it every year that I come over. I will do it. So every time I get um, the professional photo done, me with a different swimsuit, different hairstyle, and I can tell what year it was. Yeah. Cool. Oh, no, that's really good. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And remind us where you are tonight. Tonight, I'm at the Coach House Pub, which is five doors down from the Comedy Store in Oxenden Street, the West End, near uh, in between Piccadilly Circus and Leicester Square. And on Thursday, the 29th of this month, I'm at the Museum of Comedy doing my one-woman show called Don't You Dare Put Me in a Care Home. It's an early show at 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock, but I love it. The, the place is just a beautiful theatre, and the bar area and entrance is called the Museum of Comedy because they have... Uh, memorabilia from people like Tommy Cooper, um, Morecambe and Wise, and all sorts of memorabilia in the front. And the first thing you see when you go in is the big grizzly bear, which was in Steptoe and Son. Oh, right. Oh. Okay. So it's a great uh, thing to go there a little bit earlier and walk around and see all the pieces they have there. And I suppose uh, you have to be of a certain age to know what Steptoe, know about Steptoe and Son as well, I guess. Yes, but you know who it is, Jackie. I'm talking to you, sweetie pie. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> my mum used to be the theatre stage manager at the Princess Theatre in Torquay, and she worked with Morecambe and Wise just, oh. just as they were becoming famous. Oh. Years, years, years ago. And your mum's oh. there. Let's, let's say hello to your mum then. Come on. She won't, she won't be able to hear you. I've tried to oh. get her to use headphones this week, but she couldn't get the hang of it. Oh, so, okay. no, that wouldn't work. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, say we're thinking. <laughs> um, right, okay then, Pam. So we might come back to you in a second. So, Fiona, would you like to expand on what you're up to at the moment? Because I know you've been doing lots of yeah. odds and sods. There are lots of things going on. So our, our focus has always been on um, training wellness professionals, um, holistic practitioners, therapists, life coaches, health coaches, to understand how to join the dots between periods and perimenopause so that when they're working with clients, that they can actually provide a, a better service by understanding 
understanding this hormone highway. So uh, we've trained people from sober recovery coaches to massage therapists to create confident conversations. And that has really been going very well and is also picking up speed now. But the other thing um, that has started happening in the last few weeks is the local um, health centre that is run uh, by a company now on behalf of the council and they have like 200 health centres. They, I have convinced them <laughs> that they need to be supporting their community. So if all of the health professionals in the community centre, the leisure centre, learn about menopause and menstrual health, because that is the first rule of menopause school, is we don't talk about menopause unless we talk about menstruation first. So I'm going in to speak to them, and there's a group of them coming from a various different centres in the area to see how we would be able to develop a programme for the communities that use the, the health centres. So how we could set up menopause support groups, how we could set up sessions for parents to learn how to talk periods and how, and this is going to be the, the really exciting part really, is I was speaking with the young male manager of the centre and of course he was a little bit twitchy to start off with when I was asking about periods and menopause. <laughs> And he then and I'm a, he then kind of got into it a little bit and then said, you know, actually, we have had occasions where young girls have come swimming and started their periods and we didn't know what to do. Oh. I said, well, wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity to create um, a procedure, like a menstrual health first aid procedure that you all know and are involved in developing so that if it happens again or more like when it happens again, you're all confident on how to deal with it. So um, that could be really quite a groundbreaking kind of Oh, my thing goodness, yeah. Abso absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so, it's really, yeah, it's really, really interesting. Really well, <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> and I mean, I couldn't believe he actually went for it in the beginning. And then I was like trying to act dead cool, like, you know, of course, everybody does as soon as I mention it, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, that's... Yeah. For some time, because I really want to um, 
get more a better education on what what they call reproductive health yes. and what I call menstrual health because the way they teach um, reproduction at school and that basic diagram of the menstrual cycle is yep. just it's just not sufficient. It's not. Um, I've seen that. It's very outdated. <laughs> Sorry, so again, a lot of the videos that they show are very very outdated. Yes, and I checked out the BBC bite-sized GCSE uh, revision things, and that's not adequate either. But to date, um, I haven't been able to get in and speak to the people who I, I think it's either RSHE or PSHE, mm. um, because they're just so overwhelmed with all the other commitments and targets that they're, they're trying to yeah. meet. But yeah. um, I'm hoping to, via the community centre, who would then also have direct links with the schools to see if we if we can get further with that and perhaps look at this parent angle because mm. the only other, the other obviously young menstruators are, are at school and if there isn't time to teach them then, then if we were to educate the parents who um, to have these conversations, then, then that would be another way of, of reaching a younger audience. But um, what we're also looking at now is our, I've been chatting with a young lady called called Molly, and I can't remember her surname, her, her and her sister Molly and Tilly, they run a campaign called Love Your Period. Yes. And um, Molly's 20 now, but when she was 16, she was on the BBC recently, actually, because it was Menstrual Health Day on Saturday, and she was part of the march who delivered a petition to 10 Downing Street to ask for free period products in all schools. Mm. And um, she had personal experience of this on one of her GCSE exam days. She was at school and started to bleed and there was no facilities to support her. And she just had to sit there for two hours bleeding through her clothes. And the teacher at the end of the session said, oh, try to be discreet about it. And that's the issue, isn't it, Fiona, that... um, you know, society kind of and these expectations of how you need to be when you've got your period or the belief systems around it. And that those conversations are not happening. 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio. Mondays 2 till 4 p.m. UK time. Tips, inspiration, fun, tunes for and from business women on all the socials. www.1230.co.uk at Love to Beat Radio. Ladies back in the studio again. They were complaining that I was being noisy. It's not on, is it? <laughs> right, Elsa, Elsa, we haven't heard a lot from you. Let's let's have another intro and see um, about you more. Oh, so, um, yes, I'm Elsa from Olive Collective. And I'm actually, I would just, well, I put in my little notes to you, Jackie, that I thought we should just talk a little, about, a little bit about uh, the skin. Because obviously we're going into the summer months. And when we are, you know, dealing with the summer, we should be really thinking about our skin, especially in midlife. But I always sound like a bit like um, a school mom when I'm talking about this, because you'll hear me saying things like sunscreen, wear your sunscreen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, you know, the sad thing is, as we get older, we do obviously lose collagen and we lose estrogen in our body. Our bodies need estrogen to help our skin to stay plump and supple and moisturized and when it depletes in uh, midlife then obviously that suppleness goes and also it becomes much more sensitive so i just thought that we should maybe just have a think about how we can just protect ourselves 
and how we can sort of obviously hopefully help prevent sort of like that aging process which none of us want to go through so um if anybody gets that sort of you know those brown spots especially on your face or on your clavicle those areas are, are, are areas that sort of are very vulnerable to um to aging so um it's really think the, the thought of just making sure especially now that we're in june um we should be we should have probably started this back in april but if you haven't been wearing sunscreen in your moisture wearing it is just really important um so that you don't burn you, you burn a lot quicker now that we are mid-aged <laughs> well that's me anyway um and obviously what we want to do is we want to just prevent the aging process as much as possible so wrinkles and those sorts of things so if we can do some protection i think that's something that's uh, really important and the other thing that actually happens when we are in midlife and we are going through the perimenopause and into menopause is that it takes a lot longer for our skin to heal. So if you do damage it in any way, it's not as quick as it used to be in our 20s and 30s. We don't have that estrogen and that collagen to help, you know, rebuild the skin in the same way. So it does take longer to heal. And also with the with estrogen depletion, you may be slightly more susceptible to things like acne, which is something that I've really struggled with in my menopause, perimenopause, which is just frustrating. So it's like going back to puberty again. Yeah, so you may may have got rosacea, which is something else that sort of like can come up and can be, you may not have suffered with it in your earlier years, but you may get it um, as you're getting older. So it's just to really think about things and how to maybe do a few things to just prevent any additional aging that may be happening. You know, we want to always learn those bits and pieces. So I thought I'd mention it today. No, it's really interesting, actually. And the fact that you just touched on rosacea is because, pre, you know, I mentioned having C. diff. Um, and that yes. was about 19 months ago, nearly two years ago. And right. that was as a result of having rosacea on my cheeks, just below my eyes, on that sort of cheekbone area. Went to the doctors about it, yeah. who gave me antibiotics. Now, I, at that point, I'd never been told that actually you're supposed to take probiotics with or after antibiotics. And that yes. was the point. Not at that point but a couple of months later i then got c diff and my doctor was very surprised that it should obviously it was still the antibiotic was still in my system yes which was yeah. a, quite an eye-opener yeah your biome gets really affected by um antibiotics it sort of breaks down all the good bacteria in your gut and so you know um again unfortunately with reduced estrogen and things in our bodies, our digestive systems change a lot. Mm. It becomes absorb. You know, we we find that we don't absorb so quickly um, good nutrients. You know, you might be eating a really good diet. Mm. Um, a lot of women sort of say that they struggle with things like weight gain and and also <laughs> you know their bowel habits change. All sorts of things change, and it's to do with your with your biome in your body and being able to digest and yeah. get things through. Fiona quite rightly said at the beginning about the prebiotics as well as your probiotics. It's really good to have those just to try yeah. and keep sort of obviously functioning in the right way, yes. And I don't want to detract from the seriousness and the importance of what you were saying now, but I am, um, this is going to sound slightly flippant because I'm maybe starting a new business and it's about how to lose weight easily and cheaply and that is on a crumpet diet because after... <laughs> after <laughs> Not that sort of crumpet, Pamford. Come on. Butter and crumpet. It is that sort of crumpet. 
Um, not not pampered. I can see the waves talking there. Um, no, because what I found was that after I had that, obviously it was a big impact on my stomach and I lost a lot of weight. Um, yes. And the only thing I found was that crumpets would stay with me. So, but I still lost weight, you see, so it was good. So I think it's a really good business that I could set up now. It would be cheap and easy in, in weight loss. But um, yeah, I mean, that was, and, and the other stupid thing that occurred to me as well, because all, and I don't mean to detract from anything you're saying, because it's clearly, obviously very important was, and I think I've told you this before about sun protection. As a child, my mum used to mix us up this wonderful concoction of cooking oil and vinegar. So you can guess how wonderful I smell. I would have been with Pam, you know, cooking and on the skin and all the rest of it. Wow. <laughs> wonderful odour we, we, we emitted from our garden. When, when I was 16, I used to put coconut oil on my skin in Australia. Yeah. And all of my friends had olive skin and I had a freckly skin and I wanted to be nice and brown and deep tanned like them, so I put coconut oil on. Yeah. And I didn't get a tan, I just burnt and looked like a pork scratching. <laughs> and, I, and, and I smelled like a melting bounty bar. <laughs> Do you know what we? I used to put on like um, baby oil, like Johnson's baby oil. Oh and yeah. Old I am. It used oh. to be oil of Yule in the olden days. Oh yes, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to yeah. put that on as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I have to say, my skin is definitely damaged from all that stuff I did in my teens and things. So, I think I'm a little bit more on it now, purely because I just feel like everything is, you know, sagging and. And, you know. Oh, you look fabulous, darling. Stop that. Oh. Listen, you know, Pam, you know you were just touching on that skincare thing. Pam, you were saying about being hot. Uh, I was. I think I must have been quite lucky just listening to so many ladies now and their experiences of perimenopause, etc. But when I was very hot, I used to use after sun um, um, as, a, as a sort of cream cool. for my face. Yep. And that was really, really helpful. Gel, gel pillow covers. Uh, it's like the thing you put on your knee when you get injured. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I put that on my pillow, and oh, it's just bliss. Yes. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that. I had an email about it recently. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I mean, there. Are, I know some people knock some of the. Well, there are some of weird and wonderful fandangled things that have come out recently, jumping on the menopause bandwagon. But things like that pillowcase, and they do a blanket version as well. I think. Well, I can um, always put it in the, in the in the cool bag when I go to the beach with anything cold, and it keeps yeah. everything cold as well. It's multi-purpose. Yeah, one of the yeah, things that. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, I saw something at a well-known bargain store that was for dogs to lie on. That was a cooling. Oh bag. yeah! Oh yeah! I've I seen that. Brilliant. That's a yeah, good yeah. idea. I think Zenat's got Did a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go for it, Zenat. Oh no, I was just saying one of the other things that um I find really useful is um aloe vera. I mean, you, yes, you can buy aloe vera just um in in the gel form and then put it in the fridge and use that when you're kind of getting those hot flushes. But at home, we've got actual plants, so we, I cut them up, put them into the freezer, and I do find that if I take that out, it's absolutely wonderful oh, and it's great brilliant. for your skin as well. Brilliant idea. Um, yeah. which is wonderful that's great yeah, that's a yeah. brilliant idea so um that's another business isn't it aloe vera selling aloe vera <laughs> we've got i mean my mum's house a whole conservatory is full of aloe vera plants it's 
unbelievable. It's like a jungle. Okay, side hustle there then, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm selling. Do get in touch with me. Here's my email. DM me. <laughs> You're not going to be the dealer for aloe vera in your area. Absolutely. <laughs> so is, is that okay to use neat, as it were? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I eat it as well in the morning. Do I'll you? take a little bit and I'll eat it because I don't yeah. mind the, the taste of it. So obviously some You take the don't. skin off? Or? I take the skin off and scrape the gel and yeah. I'll have that or I'll put it into a milkshake. Right. Oh, okay. But you've got to make sure it's an edible aloe vera because there are aloe veras out there that are not edible. Oh, right. So how do you differentiate then? You need to ask. Because it's not going to have a big label. Well, it might have a big label on it when you can't ask the plant. <laughs> you so. can't ask the plant. <laughs> Some people talk to plants. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's our king now, I think. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's um, a very good you, flag. I can see you working it into your routine now. You can keep that lot on the fried. I'm not going to use any of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, Ailsa, any other, I was going to say hot tips, but maybe that's not appropriate. Any, any <laughs> Any other tips that you've got for us now? And, and also wrap into that, if you can, about um, what you were telling us, why you changed your business name and the importance of that. Oh, oh gosh, okay. That, that's the right order. Okay, so, um, well, I suppose the only thing really just carrying on from the skincare thing is obviously collagen. If, if you are thinking about taking something that will really help not only your skin but also your joints as well mm. taking collagen is, is actually something that will help support the function I know a lot of women who have started taking supplements of um, collagen and it's not just for actually I think Davina McCall recently talked about this herself um, and I do it from obviously a fitness perspective I take collagen to help me recover quicker from you know a, a, you know um, tenderness on joints and things like that but also for skin um, and hair and that sort of stuff just just the connective tissues collagen really does help so if anybody does feel that they're very sore all over their body in any way then collagen is something to really have a consider consideration mm. of and also look as to them as, as high a dose as you can get because there's some collagen supplements which are like very cheap but they also have a very small amount so you do need to just check on on um, on the measures on that so i'd say just following up on um on just skin care and feeling good this summer and you know you know because now we're exposing our skin again you know it's like we know how dry it feels and this like the other so i love the idea of the aloe vera and also you know you know trying to just think about ways that we can just keep ourselves hydrated and the other thing actually i heard pam i don't know whether you've got this you can actually tell us because of your experience but a lot of people who do the cold water exposure whether that's mm. ice bath, cold water swimming they find that their skin is not as flaky or as dry as it was previously yeah. have you found that Yes, because um, you have such a, a zoom of, um, you have the endorphins and everything anyway, but it's it's to do with the, the, the cold water. Um, yes. Like when I first started, uh, it was four degrees of the water, and yes. you're only going in for four minutes. If you've got a wetsuit on, you can stay in eight minutes. But I went in for my mental health yeah. uh, because there was no gigs when lockdown was on, and I wasn't getting that zoom of being on stage and the adrenaline rush. Yeah. And when you come out of the water, I found that my my vibrancy, my my adrenaline rush was lasting me three to five days. Yeah. Um, and people <laughs> could tell that uh, you've been swimming, haven't you? We can tell because you're all happy and jumping around. Um, 
But I think all my ladies that go swimming, some of them are 70 and 80, and you wouldn't believe their age. And they always yeah. go in just in their cosy, not in a wetsuit. Yeah, amazing. But they live there and they go in five times a week. Yeah. And well, the, did you know that it's actually you get a 250% dopamine hit by going into the cosy? Yeah, 250%. So no wonder you're like on this high. But also, because the capillaries, your blood capillaries are close to your skin, yeah, it's like it's yeah. yeah, so you actually get the benefits. So you should be checking out your skin, your body, as well as your mental health. But it's so good to hear that your mental health feels like so good from that. Oh, really, really good. I, I, well, everybody has said that in the last two, two and a half years since I've been doing it, oh, they just say that I'm glowing, you know. Yeah, and it's not the do. flushes, that glowing, it's from inside. But I'm happy in my skin. Uh, you know, that, that, that I'm living my best life and... Um, life's too short to sweat the small stuff. Just get on with it. Lovely. Life's too short to stuff a mushroom. <laughs> oh, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> I love it. Um, listen, ladies, um, I'm conscious of time and, and your time too. Um, I know you've all chosen bits of music which we will play through the re towards the end of the show, but initially... I can't remember because it's been such a conglomeration of fun and information today. Um, who was it chose Summer Holiday with Cliff Richard? Me. It was you. Okay. Well, before we go into Cliffy Baby, let's make sure that people know how they're going to get hold of you, uh, Pam and Fiona and Ailsa. So, um, Pam, if you'd like to say how people can find you. Facebook, if you look for Pam Ford... Page PAGE, and then you'll see all of my gig lists on there. And I'm going to put on today the the next um, four weeks of gigs. If you can make it to see, don't you dare put me in a care home uh, at the Museum of Comedy on Thursday the 29th. Uh, it's not a late night. The show starts at seven and finishes at eight. I will see you there. We'll have a prosecco together. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Pam, for your time, and it's been it's been a great show with you being here as well as always. So, um, Fiona, what about you? How can people find you? Yep, you can go on the internet, and you will find me at themenopauseschool.com. Excellent stuff. Okay, thank you, and thank you also for being here. Um, and I'm sure the technology will be so much better when you're back on with us. Ailsa, all of you. Ailsa, what about you? How can people get hold of you? So um, we're at Olive Collective. Um, so if you come to olivecollective.org is our website. And also um, we're on um, Instagram and Facebook. And you can email us at hello at olivecollective.org as well. Excellent. Thank you all so much. Now we're going to go over to Cliffy Baby. Um, with summer holiday because that's obviously what we're going to get and we'll see you all in a couple of weeks don't forget everybody if you've missed any of today's show podcast will be available next friday that's not this week it's the following friday you'll find it on the website so thank you all ladies so much take care bye great bye. to meet you this is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio. And welcome back into the studio. And um, vaguely in the distance, you might be able to hear 
that my hot stuff menopausal women are still natching on zoom on the phone and um Zena and I just just thought oh actually we could have had it handed the co-host over to them but anyway they're all fine and we're all fine and it's good stuff and uh, what amazing topics that mm. menopause premenopause um periods etc actually covers and Zena has written pages and pages of stuff that with questions and notes and things <laughs> down there. So we're going to come to Zena in a moment, but actually she's live at the moment. So um, don't don't swear at me or do anything. I'm sure you won't, but I'm sure you won't. But anyway, just to remind everybody, this is 12.30, The Women's Company. I'm Jackie Groundsell. And the shows are on weekly on Mondays, 2 till 4. All the shows are recorded and podcasts are available the following Friday on our website. We are lunchtime networking in person and we also have our online show which is the second Wednesday of every month which is what I laughingly call um, our TV. So we have our radio and we have our TV. So do tune in and do please stay tuned in after four o'clock today because Ozzy Osbourne is on with his indie rock show for two hours so you don't want to be missing that. So that's at four o'clock. So, Zena, over to you. Wow. Are you exhausted by all those I conversations? I am pretty exhausted. I've got so much going on in my brain of, like, the menopause, menopause, periods, periods. I know what I'm going to be dreaming about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's absolutely fantastic to be here again. So thank you for having me. Uh, it's a real pleasure. I think it was a year ago I was here. Yeah, I guess it must, have been. it must be. So let's find, more, find, out, find so, out more yes. about you. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Zenat Narani and I work as a mindset and well-being coach. Now, what does that, all that jargon mean? Well, basically, it means that I help you, people, uh, either individuals or provide training in companies, in how to master your mindset. So what goes on in your mind? If you're faced with challenges, obstacles, sometimes we just can't see, now I've got to get the saying right, the woods for the trees or the trees through the woods. I'm ne I never get it the right way around. Woods for the trees, Woods yeah. for the trees, there we go. <laughs> uh, I know Sarah Marsh Collins is always laughing at me because I get it the wrong way around. <laughs> You know what you mean. I know what I mean. I want to make sure that everybody else knows what I mean. Absolutely. So I help you get clarity so that you can achieve your goals, whether that's in your personal life or your business. And fundamentally, in order to be able to do that, it all goes down to your identity, your belief systems, your values, and your purpose, and so much more. I could talk for hours. I could probably... Be here till next week talking but that's what I do and I as I said I do individual coaching or I do training uh, in companies to help their teams which enables them to have uh, better productivity better motivation and uh, you know feel like they're actually making a difference feel valued within the workplace the, you know, what's interesting, actually, I started off with adults, but I've been having a lot of young people, sort of um, sort of the top end of primary, so around the age of sort of 9, 10, 11 years old, and secondary students come to me, uh, and university, for helping them through their challenges in terms of exam stress, anxiety, all of those kind of things, because young people are very, very anxious at the moment. So, and yeah. and, and do, you think, do you think, I know doesn't matter what we do, somewhere along the line, COVID's going to rear its head, hasn't it? Uh. Do you think COVID has 
thrown that into the problem? It has, but it's yeah, it has thrown it into the mix. But I, I believe that COVID has also been a good thing in the sense that people are now taking more care or are more aware of their mental health and well-being and of others. Before COVID, it was just there, but it has exacerbated. Is that the right? <laughs> I can never say that word. It's that big word. You know what I mean, right? It's grown. It's, it's grown. grown. There we yeah. go. Let's go with that word. <laughs> it has grown. And yes, people are more aware of it, even young people. And actually, they are saying, well, I need help, which is brilliant because we don't talk about this. And I'm going to go on to uh, when it's a project, uh, or shall I say a campaign about talking about what's going on in just a second. But yeah, I do agree that um, more is being done, but I still believe that we've got a long way to go, especially within the workplace. Because now that people are working remote and hybrid more, because that's not changed, um, there's more of that happening. How, you know, how do we maintain people's well-being when they're not within face-to-face? They're not there. Um, lots of skills are being lost as well. Social skills, the interaction, the connection between people, um, how to deal with different challenges in life. We're losing all those fine skills. No, I think you hit the nail on the head there with the social skills because that was something that occurred to me. Pre-COVID, um, we'd, people would be saying about their youngsters, oh, I'm finding it so difficult to get them out of their bedroom, away from the Xbox. Mm. And, of course, the youngsters were losing their social skills at that point. Yeah. And, it, and it, like you, and I'm obviously not, not in the expert area of expertise that you are in your specialism, but it has occurred to me that if people aren't interacting, interacting face-to-face, it's all very well doing things online and it serves a purpose. But I think when you aren't actually face-to-face with people, those skills are going to be lost. And with the youngsters, what's going to be their world later on in terms for them? Yeah, and, and that's interesting. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think we're going down this digital route and a lot of this will be lost because mm. this is going to be their, the newer generation, their way of living, their lifestyle, very different from what we experienced. But I still think it's very important to talk about these things, to educate and have that self-awareness mm. that, yes, you may be spending more time um, digitally because that is the way. And I know, for example, in schools, ev- there are schools that are doing everything online and digitally, even homework and assignments are being done that way. Um, and that's, you know with this new AI coming out as well, which is another issue uh, in terms of mental health and well-being. But, you know, that's a topic for another time. But I think as parents and in the schools, we still got to remind them to take breaks from technology, give their eyes a rest, give their mental health a rest, and still get out and about as much as they can. Yeah. It's just that constant reinforcement reinforcement and, and to adults as well it's not just young people but adults as well yeah no um and i think technology is one of those things that makes our lives easier in many ways when it goes right <laughs> yeah when it get, oh, wasn't going to go there but yeah when it works um but because it makes our lives easier in quotes mm. um 
it also speeds things up. Mm. So life is much faster. How would you remember, you know, my grandparents saying, oh, gosh, life's so much faster these days. And it used to be the older people who would say that. Now it doesn't matter what it age you're dealing with. Everybody's saying, well, what are we doing in June now? How did that happen? Absolutely. Um, you know, life is speeded up. Not not always in, to the good to a good way. Um, no, and I think you know, as human beings, we need to stop and breathe and be mindful of where we are. Be grateful for the things around us. I mean, I'm guilty of literally just going, 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 mm. and then you get to that point where you have burnout. Now. I have, you know, as a coach, I have to be very aware of this because I'm trying to help my clients to avoid and prevent getting to that point as well. But I'm human as well. So I have somebody that I would go to to help with my stresses, my anxiety, what's going on as well. Mm. But we have to make it part of our habit, our routine to be able to just go, right, I've had enough. Yeah. And I need yeah. to stop. I mean, yesterday's a prime example. I was, because I've just got back from holiday and I didn't have very good internet there, which is a good thing. It forced me to, to not go on my phone and break that yeah. cycle, which is wonderful. But obviously, I've come back and I'm like, ah! And it's all still there, <laughs> isn't it? It's all there. Holidays. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's all there. But at eight o'clock, I suddenly found myself, literally, my head was dropping. And I was at the d computer t um, desk and I was tapping away and almost my head hit the keyboard and I went, whoa, I yeah. need to stop. Yeah. And I took myself to bed. Yeah. Though I was up again about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but I went to bed. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Knowing. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because I, I think possibly over the last couple of months I've taken myself in hand, if you like, mm. um, because I would work 24-7 um, mm. and it, you just sort of keep going, oh, I'll just fit that in and you're working to deadlines constantly with different stuff that's got to be out. But the weekends now I'm trying to force myself to t take a break away from the computer. Yeah. Um, yes, I still have the phone and I keep half an eye on that mm. just to sort of flag up anything that is urgent. Mm. Um, but it's also recognising what is urgent. Yes, time management is so important, prioritising mm. those things that you really need to do, absolutely. And that's something I focus a lot on. And actually, when I do the People Skills course with Chandra Sharma, so what we run, we look at one of the well, one of the modules in there is time management, prioritising. Mm. Mm. How do you do that effectively? Because at the end of the day, you can throw out all these tips and tools um, with anything, with your mental health and stress and self-help. But you have to take accountability, your own accountability as well. Mm. Have, take ownership and actually do the work. And, you, you know, do you really want to change and make that leap? And do it for a period of time. You know, you can't do it one or two, try it out for one or two weeks and go, oh, it doesn't work. No, because it takes you at least 30 to 90 days to change those new habits so it becomes part of you. Oh, that's interesting to know that time scale. Um, I mean, everybody's different. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, you were wired on that. So 30 yeah. to 90 days, so you're talking a month to three months. Yeah. Effectively. And you've got to do it consistently mm. and with intention and motivation and knowing that you really want to make that change for yourself mm. to, for the better. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I've I've got children who nag me, and and um, and, I'm, and and 
you know, in many ways, we're lucky we've got a garden. Mm. Um, and in many ways, because the weather has been so good, although I'm not great out in the sunshine, to, to actually see a blue sky and etc. Psychologically, I think it's got to help everybody in that sense. Um, so without you giving away your entire course, have you got any tips that you would like to share with listeners about time management? Would you like us, like me to play some music while you think about that? Or are you just going to say, no, I'm not doing that, Jackie? Well, you know what? <laughs> as I said, you know, in terms of time management, there's so many tools mm. um, online as well that you can do uh, apps and programs. But I think a, a good way is the whole um, matrix, um, the four quadrants that you use so the urgent not urgent you know important not so important the four quadrants is actually quite a good way to look at prioritizing and then managing your time specifically i think that's a really really good way Um, and and another thing i'd say um sorry to cut you off further is um when you're prioritizing you've got those things have your to-do list right you may have it growing but that one that's got 20 30 40 plus to-do list because it doesn't end. Keep that because every time you think of something, you want to put it down so you don't forget it. But then have a list that works for you. But I would say don't have more than five things on there. Mm. See how that works Mm. because that way you can work through those five things and one of them when you've ticked it off, the top one, you can then add something else at the bottom. Um, I like to use color uh, post-it notes or highlighters because I'm very much a visual person. And most importantly, whether it's you know managing your time, schedule, whatever you do in life, reward yourself for however, however small the success is, reward yourself and say, wow, I've achieved it. Don't go and say, oh my goodness, I've only done one today of that list. One is better than none. Yeah, I must admit, my, my to-do list, is, it tends to be a daily to-do list, the actual written down to-do list other things so if it's bombing around in my head I've got to write it down somewhere Mm. and and in my notebook I've always got a notebook on my desk and I write if somebody phones me I write that on the right hand side um and my to-do list is probably five or six items but I do Mm. work down there and and that is doable and sometimes I can get that done quite quickly um dependent if I've got a meeting later during the day or something the left hand side um, I've got a bit of a grasshopper brain. <laughs> On the left-hand side, I think, oh, must write that down. Otherwise, I'm going to forget. Yeah. So I write my not-to-forget items down on the left-hand side <laughs> and then sort of revisit those. Um, and I keep my notebooks. I keep my notebooks for months, but not very often do I revisit them because they're stuff that I've achieved and done. Now, you mentioned about rewarding yourself. What sort of rewards do you give yourself, Zeta? Um bottle of wine all <laughs> oh, right an entire no. bottle <laughs> just even just self-talk is important praising yourself and saying yeah. it to yourself so through an affirmation or just saying you know what? i'm really proud of myself i did yeah, that good today point, that. it's a good you know? point yeah because we're we're very well, a lot of us fall into the trap of negative self-talk you know yeah. and i think that's really really important to have that positive self-talk yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a good point that as it's not um, um, as you say to yeah. take take a breath and and give yourself 
a little pat on the back Absolutely. mentally. Yeah, it, it doesn't is. have to be materialistic things. No. If that's what you want, great. Um, but, you know, also, you know, you don't need that. Change that mindset that, you know, I can praise myself and love myself. And that's the kind of thing that helps you grow even more. It's interesting about loving yourself, isn't it? Somebody, I remember somebody saying to me some years ago, in a similar sort of topic type conversation as we're having now, and she was saying, do you love yourself, Jackie? And I said, no. Don't well, often ask yourself that. No, it, it never occurred to me. <laughs> it's mm. got, and I thought, well, well, where's that going there? Because it was interesting to sort of visit the things that come under that umbrella, if you like, mm. and how that actually works. Um, I mean, what, you know, it's, it's wonderful to wake up in the morning and, you know, we all practically look in the mirror. I don't think there's one person that probably doesn't look in the mirror. And, you know, say to yourself, what, you know, say to yourself in the mirror, I love my hair today. Or I love my eyes. I love the way my body feels today, this morning. You know, those little things. Initially, it might feel a bit weird, but the more you do it, the more confidence you'll have, the more mm. self-esteem you will have. Mm. It's that kind of subconsciousness which begins to happen. Yeah, yeah. When um, Elsa touched on uh, the Rosia thing, um, it never occurred to me that that was what was going on in my yeah. uh, on my skin because it was sort of it started off this side, mm. and and strange thing was. That I'd been, I'd been going to the East Dulwich meeting, and as one day, and as I was walking down the road, this thing flew out of a hedge and landed on my skin, mm. and was going at me. Uh, and, and bear in mind, this is obviously just happening in seconds, mm. and I was concerned about my eyes, so I sort of, apart from anything else, for this thing. Now, it wasn't a bird, it wasn't a butterfly, and as it flew off, I'm thinking bat. I think it was a bat. Oh, wow. It didn't draw blood. But anyway, I went and sort of saw a chemist and all the rest of it. Nothing mm. very imaginative there. But after a little while, this skin thing happened on my face. And I thought it was to do with that. But then it started coming over here. And I thought, no. Oh. <laughs> so it was all a bit odd. Um, but it was interesting, the sort of things that happened after that. Mm. Um and it was ho it was horrible. You saying about loving yourself and looking in mm. the mirror and everything else, and and I I wouldn't say I've got the greatest skin, but it was really horrible having that. And with Elsa saying about how she'd um, had a, a a dose of, of like acne again through mm. through um, the, menopause. the menopause and everything. Um, yeah, it's it uh, can really affect your self image, you know, mm. how you think and feel about yourself, and you know that whole yeah body image really. Um, yeah, I could talk about that for quite some time. I, it's really funny because uh, just really quickly, um, I, you know, my, I was on holiday and I was wearing um, my bikini top and I was at the sink just washing out my um, wetsuit and everything. And my little nephew, and it's got me thinking actually, you know, if it was me because it's my nephew, I didn't take it to heart, but it's, imagine somebody else. So he turned around and he goes, um, "Massophagia," which means aunt. He goes, "You've got sleepy eyes," and I went what and I looked in the mirror and I'm going and then I looked at my sister and we're both going what's he talking about he goes you've got sleepy eyes on your back and I went what my bruise or something because I've got a couple of bruises mm. um not those kind of bruises <laughs> before we go down there just got bruises okay like permanent ones yeah and, moving um, on fast I said 
He went, no, 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 sleepy eyes. So he was, his imagination, yeah. because they say what they say, his imagination was, because I've got the roll of fat. Oh, come back. on. You've got about that <laughs> fat on you as a greasy chip. Come on. But he saw that line and he, he says, those sleepy eyes, because they were drooping. Might have, so it might like, have been your shoulder blades, I would have thought, no, more than anything. No, it's down below. So I was like, okay, I need to lose a bit of weight. Crump, crumpet diet. <laughs> crumpet diet, here we go. Oh, but yes, gosh. So, but, you know, body isn't image that, is massive. Isn't that... A, yeah, what a thing. But he said it so As beautifully. It's his imagination and, inter, and innocence and... Innocence, as but he, he didn't turn it. around because he could have said, oh, you know, you're fat. But he didn't. He goes, you've got sleepy eyes. He wouldn't have been your favourite nephew then. No. Not necessarily. He's my only one, but yeah. yes. No, but I mean, I think actually, if you have to have a description, that's a lovely description, actually, isn't it? It is actually, a lovely description. It? Sleepy eyes. Yeah. I'm conscious of the time. I know, I've got lots that I want to share. I know, I know. But before you do that, <laughs> before you do that, I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with okay. you. Um, and then when you've done that, We've got a little bit of time before we crash into the adverts, so please cram all your bits that you need to get crammed in for us. How many minutes have I got? You've got uh, ten. Ten, ten minutes. minutes. Great. I'll do a quick uh, flash through, and if anybody wants to get in touch and find out more, they can get in touch with me and absolutely do that. Um, or oh, I can come on again. Oh yes, <laughs> no, absolutely. I hope you will. And actually, I think it'd be rather good if you could come on when the when the, the hot stuff come on again, yes, and we can involve that. Yeah, oh, no, that's great. Tune in my head. Looking for some hot stuff. That's baby. the one. That's, that's the <laughs> anyway, one. Anyway, so where can people find me? Well, you can find me all over social media if you just literally put my name, Zenat Narani, in. But um, I'm on spell LinkedIn. Your, spell your name for us. It's Z E N A T, and then Narani is N for November, double O R A N I. So N for November there again. So not M. And, um, yeah, so on LinkedIn, or you can go over to my website, uh, zenatnarani.com. But believe me, if you just put that in, you'll find me everywhere. Good, good, I, good. I can't run away, I can't hide, unfortunately. <laughs> but, yes. Um, so, so a couple of go things for I it. wanted to share in, that ten, in the next 10 minutes is uh, myself and Darren Wheel of Intune PR. Uh, we are the founders of the Let's Talk Better campaign, which we recently launched in, on February 24th. Now, this campaign is all about being a catalyst for creating and inspiring better conversations around mental health and well-being, those taboo and stigma topics that we don't talk about. Again, if we're thinking about the menopause, it's about that education, talking about it more so people become more aware. Uh, often people fear having a conversation about something, whether they've gone through it themselves or if they know someone's going through it or it could be their culture, it could be their belief system. So the Let's Talk Better campaign, uh, we were also inspired by Nihal Athanayaka, who works on BBC Radio. He brought out a book called Let's Talk and uh, that's how we've kind of done that. So to find out more information about that, the website is letstalkbetter.org. I got that right there's so many websites to remember and um as i said we launched on the 24th we, you know we didn't know what to expect had a wonderful turnout we had uh councillor hannah gray come along who was the mayor at that time so it was wonderful to have her there with other amazing guests um who also uh, and attendees but the guest speakers that we had shared stories about their personal journeys of what they've gone through and how they've come out 
from the other end. And then recently on the 26th of May, we launched our first official event, which I was on the come. theme of, which you unfortunately couldn't no, come to, which sorry. was on loneliness and connection. Mm. And again, it was such a great um, hit. Uh, we had the new mayor, um, Councillor Mike Botting come along, and we had Brian Meehan from the Samaritans, uh, Helena Carroll Jenkins, who's the Bromley Principal Loneliness Champion. We had Mercedes Yearly from Quest Soul Theatre do a mini drama workshop. We had Bev McGarry, uh, who did a mindfulness art session with us. So really trying to um, understand the importance of loneliness, because you know what? We can all be lonely. All of us can be lonely. And it's actually, you know, we say it's easy to be lonely because we can fall into it. But the connection is the hardest. So again, this event was about bringing people together, having those conversations. What is loneliness? Because there's this um, perception that loneliness only happens to elderly people or when no. you get to a certain age. It's happening mm. from a very young age. And how can we break this? Mm. Well, it's by having these conversations and talking about it. Mm. Yeah. And we've had so many people who have attended the event who have suddenly said, you know what, I've never spoken about this, but I'm going to talk about this now. You have inspired us to open up. So that's people the confidence, talk. giving it's people the confidence. confidence and this it? is what the campaign is. Mm. I mean, as I say, go over to the website. There's lots of more information there. We do have our next event coming up in September, and that will be on the theme of The Last Taboo. Ooh. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. So I've got that there. So that'll be Excellent. September time. Um, I do have a mastermind, master your mindset workshop coming up. It's uh, a two and a half hour face to face coming up sort of end of July, uh, sorry, end of June, beginning of July. So if you're interested, DM me or email me at info at zinatnarani.com because there's I'm only going to be taking six people because I really want it to be intimate and really get the best of those two and a half hours. And um, of course, there'll be food and uh, teas and coffees included in that price of 95 pounds only. Sounds very so good. So it's a really good deal. And of course, if you're looking for one-to-one -one on any, of, any challenges that you wanna face, then of course, I've got my powerhouse hour still on offer till the end of June at 60 pounds. Again, just get in touch with me and let's get the ball rolling. Excellent. Um, yeah, so lots and lots of great things happening. I've got my finger in so many little different pies. <laughs> but before I go, how many minutes have I got? You've got probably three. Three minutes, right. Mm. This is really important because um, the Baton of Hope, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. So Baton of Hope is um, designed to be the biggest suicide uh, awareness prevention initiative in the UK that has ever been seen. Okay, and is opening up necessary conversations and promoting action. Okay, so this baton of hope is starting up in Scotland and it's going to make its way all the way down to 12 Downing Street. Now, Mike McCarthy, who I interviewed on my Mindset Matters radio show, and Steve Phillips as well, they lost both their sons to suicide oh during just before the lockdown during them. So both of them have been campaigning in the parliament to make this shift and to bring the talk of suicide prevention into schools as well. Their, their aim is to bring it down to zero. That's their vision. So this baton of hope is gonna be making its way through different cities 
um, start as I said, starting in Scotland, I think it's Edinburgh, but go over to their website, batenoughhopeuk.com. And the amazing news is that I applied to be a baton bearer and I, they accepted. So I'm going to be the baton bearer and I want to represent the London, well, I want to, I am rep representing the London Borough of Bromley on the 6th of July. Well done. So I'm not sure exactly where I'll be doing it. Um, they are going to let me know. I have requested to do this in the London Borough of Bromley because I am from here. Hopefully that will happen. So I'd love everybody's support in this. Absolutely. I'm just scribbling here because there's <laughs> something I want to say to Zena afterwards um, about about all that. So that's amazing, Zena. Well done. So 6th of July. I'm, you know, I've got my stories behind there, somebody close to my family, as well as people around me that I know who have either lost their lives or been close to taking their own lives. And it's in their honour. Brilliant. And right. it's something that's really important. Well done. Thank you so much. Um, uh, as you are, and I am, conscious of time. We're going to get chopped off by the adverts very shortly. <laughs> Zena, thank you so much for being here. I look forward thank to you. you coming back on again. And, uh, and as you've indicated, you will do. So great for that. I can't tell you offhand who is going to be in my show next week. Um, but, <laughs> but as usual, I will have some super guests for everybody. So do please listen in every Monday, 2 till 4. But don't forget that 12.30 has lunchtime meetings face-to-face um, -face as well as online and Ozzy Osman will be joining us immediately after the adverts. Um, the other dates that are important that I mentioned earlier is the 1st of July on Beckenham Green locally because we're a local station. This is Love to Beat mm -hmm. radio station based here in Penge. So we're a local station but with global reach. So um, 1st of July, Beckenham Green with the Ziggy Stardust Family Fun Day. The 14th of August is our Seaside Day, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. So please, there's nothing on the website yet because I've run out of time. I was going to say, how do we find more information? <laughs> no, nothing at the moment because that's something that um, I mustn't do in my sleep, but it's got to be there. Um, so there will be details on there where you can um, find out more about that very shortly. Um, and I think that's all the sort of lengthy bits. Oh, there's... Um, if you are not already on our newsletter, uh, receiving our newsletter, do get in touch with me and I can make sure that you get all the news and up-to-date update things on uh, 1230 The Women's Company, which obviously includes the radio station as well. So don't forget to listen in after four o'clock to Ozzy Osman. Thank you so much to my listeners and to my very special guest today, Zenat, Fiona, Ailsa and Pam um, and you will catch up with all of them in a few weeks time on another show so if you've got any questions or any shout outs that you'd actually like me to give for you birthdays or if you've got events yourself that you want to uh, um, shout, shout out yeah, shout, shout out, out. <laughs> then um, do get in touch and you will find like see that type in my name Jackie Groundsell that's J-A-C-K-I-E Ground as you stand on S for Sugar E double L, and you'll find me on socials, etc., etc., and you can get in touch with me there with your shout outs and everything else. So take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you same time, same place, Monday, 2 till 4. Bye for now and have a great week.
This is the 1230 TWC Business Beat Radio with Jackie Groundsell on Love to Beat Radio.